Hi, I'm Jeremy Larson, the Reviews Director of Pitchfork, and this podcast is supported by Pitchfork Music Festival. Pitchfork Music Festival will take place July 19th through the 21st at Union Park in Chicago, Illinois. This year's lineup features Jamie XX, Alanis Morissette, Black Pumas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Brittany Howard, Jay Paul, Muna, Jesse Ware, 100 Gex, and many more. The festival also features diverse vendors as well as specialty record, poster, and craft fairs and works to support local businesses while promoting the Chicago arts and food communities as a whole. For more information on tickets and lineup, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com. This is the Pitchfork Review, and I am Pooja Patel, the editor of Pitchfork. I'm here today with our staff writer, Madison Bloom, and our reviews editor, Jeremy Larson. Hey there. Hello. So a few weeks ago, we launched the Pitchfork Review Hotline, and we asked our listeners to call in for help finding music to soundtrack their lives. We've gotten voicemails from all over the country, and it's genuinely been really great for us to hear a little bit about what's going on with all of you. Today, we're going to hear from two of our listeners who are dealing with opposite sides of the same coin, falling in love and major heartbreak. Let's hear the first message. Hi, my name is Kendall Barber Toby, and I'm obsessed with Jim Morrison and bass guitar. Right now, I am going through kind of like a little bit of PTSD because I've been cheating on a lot. So if you guys have anything that can make me move my ass from some bass and groove and also make me get over my ex, uh, that'd be fucking cool. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Damn. I like enjoy that this person has such a positive attitude that they want to just like immediately dance to get through this. I think that's like pretty amazing. I'm kind of thinking of like kind of a more sinister funk song. There's a song by this group Timber Tambor called Grifting, and it's got this kind of like just moody, dark kind of funk to it. Yeah, also Grifting is another horrendous act. Agreed. Yeah. And it's it's spelled out in this song in detail. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then one band that I'm personally really into and kind of just want to talk about in general, but like think that this listener might enjoy is um, this Brighton post-punk group called Squid, who I think, Jeremy, you're into as well a little bit at least, right? I love Squid. They were one of my last concerts right before Ugh, so the band, but they are great live. They're They're definitely a big pick-me-up. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a ton out. They have, you know, a few singles from the past couple of years, and then they put out this uh, EP called Town Center, the whole of which is pretty great. It starts out, like, pretty moody and proggy, but then it kind of gets into, like, more of a post-punk funk kind of freak out that's very danceable. very shouty so I feel like if you're angry with someone it's like a nice like record to sing along with well what are you turning to when you are going through it like what are your classic breakup songs I am not nearly 
as kind of ready to throw it all down on the dance floor to my Jim Morrison bass guitar dance combo. I mean, I feel like I return to like the same songs throughout different breakups in my life just because they work, I guess. Someone that I turn to consistently as an artist is Elvis Costello because I feel like he's the Pied Piper of angry breakup songs. Like he's (laughs) just... You know, he's so good at sneaking really snarky, vicious lyrics into really singable pop melodies. And so I think I Hope You're Happy Now is a song that I repeatedly play in these situations. Um, It's off Blood and Chocolate, which is a 1986 album by him and the Attractions. I hope that you're happy now, like you're supposed to be. It's super like simple and cheesy, but the thing I love yeah. about it is it's total bullshit. <laughs> Everything he's singing in this song is like not true because like you can hear the pain and like the snark and the anger in his voice and it's almost like he's watching the person that dumped him with another person from afar mm-hmm. trying to hide behind a newspaper and like wishing them ill but trying to save face at the same time. Jeremy, do you have any players in this? Dude, so okay, when I was 18 I went through a very terrible breakup, my first, and, you, you know, the first cut is the deepest, as they say. Was that the song? Uh, uh, no, um, but <laughs> she was a year older than me, and she went off to college, and I was still a senior in high school, so, you know, obviously that had a, that was a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. Um, <laughs> it's a really, that's a hard breakup, especially when you're in high school, because you don't understand what college is like. You're not like, why don't you still want to be with me, a high school <laughs> senior, <laughs> when you're, you know, watching television in the dorm common room with an older guy. Anyway, so um, not that I remember his name, Travis, but, um, <laughs> but Anyway, so I was kind of heartbroken, kind of heartbroken. Let me rephrase that. I was very deeply, devastatingly heartbroken, and I didn't know really what to do other than try to get my girlfriend back. So I had an acoustic guitar, which was the style at the time, and (laughs) I uh, was really into Coldplay at the time, and this was uh, just after their album, A Rush of Blood to the Head, came out. So what I did... (laughs) is I sat down at my computer and I recorded myself playing The Scientist by Coldplay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's, that's... Do you still have it? Uh, like, have it, have it? Like, do you have it, like, with you currently? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't keep it bookmarked, but I can pull uh-huh. it up for you guys. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Um, hold Interesting. on. Here we go. Jeremy, you lip syncing along is only making it worse. Oh my god. I give this cover a 5.8. 5.8, that's that's gracious. Did you say you don't know how lovely you are as you presented her with the recording? Yeah. Well, so I sent her the recording and then I sort of showed up and uh, it it didn't 
Well, it it, it petered out, I guess you could say. <laughs> Pooja, do you have a breakup song? <sighs> Deep sigh. Um, so my song is Hey by the Pixies from their album Doolittle. Honestly, just saying the name of that song in context makes me want to curl up into the fetal position in my bed. <laughs> That's an intense song, right? It's such an intense song. It's also, I think, the reason it's so powerful is because it is so vulnerable. With this guy that I was like madly in love with, I was like, I'm going to introduce you to the Pixies. We're going to go to the Doolittle reunion tour. And you will understand what love is when we watch the Pixies perform. Also, big context here is that we had just come off of a quote unquote break. Mm. Um, (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) And we were long distance. And so... In my mind, this break is just the passing of time before we are reunited. And surely enough, we are. He comes to New York City during Thanksgiving, and coincidentally, Pixie's Doolittle reunion tour was in New York City during Thanksgiving. So we get to the show, and I am so kind of high on life. And as they play Hey, I start tearing up. And I think as they're playing Hey is when I realized that there was a lot unspoken about what happened on our break and that there Uh was a a lot that he probably was not telling me that was viscerally apparent to me and I was choosing to ignore. (gasps) And so I think that that, sadly, that concert, which was like this thing that I was sure was going to cement us in each other's lives forever, was when I knew it was the beginning of the end. What was that feel? Because you expected something literally the polar opposite. So how did you know that it was not blissful glee and but instead just sort of like basically heartbreak? You know, I think that there is the the beginning of the song that is like the realization of seeing your soulmate, right, for the first time. And I think that that was how I identified the song for a long time, where I was just like, of all the people in all of the land, we happen to come across one another, and this is fate. Been trying to meet you. But I do think that the whores at the door, whores in your bed lines, mm-hmm. I think when that hits different is when you know it's different. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Damn. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to let us wallow in that for a little bit. Maybe Oof. listen to Hay, shed a tear during the break. And when we're back, we're going to hear from a listener who's going through the much better exact opposite of that set of emotions. I'm Nomi Fry, and this week on Critics at Large, we're talking about the delights and shortcomings of the new movie Challengers. It starred Zendaya at the center of a tennis triangle and a very steamy love triangle. 
who her loyalties to? Will she be tempted by the other one? How do these guys reckon their professional playing ambition with their romantic and sexual feelings about this mysterious woman? And such we have it. We have a conflict between three people in a game meant for two. Is it a sports movie or a sex movie? Find out on Critics at Large from The New Yorker. New episodes drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. So today we're listening to the voicemails that you, our listeners, have left us asking for music recommendations. The next message is all about the beginnings of falling in love. Let's hear it. Hi. Um, My name is Samantha. I'm from Illinois. So right now in my life, I am completely in love with someone. And I've just been looking for songs that are really well sung and just make you feel all the butterflies that you get with this kind of love. Thank you so much. Bye. The way this caller left when they said someone is really telling that they are stupid in love with someone because it was, uh, you can't fake that. I think it also indicated that someone was potentially in the room. Oh, yes. You know, so it sounded nice, like honestly. they looked at the person and were like, someone. Well, firstly, I, I love that feeling. There's this feeling that when you like leave someone's house for the first time and you kind of like know that, you have leveled up in your sort of emotional uh, game from just sort of like seeing each other to, wow, like this is a real thing. And I have a very vivid experience of like walking home from a girl's house with that feeling and that skip in my step. Mm -hmm. I can remember like almost running because I was feeling so happy and excited. That is a great feeling. We are getting corny quickly here. So um, (laughs) uh, let's go into some of these songs. Uh, The first one, I've picked sort of a blend of slow jams and kind of like fluttery butterfly songs, because I think that's kind of where you might be at. The first one is uh, one of my favorite songs. It's called Power Fantastic by Prince. It's one of the last songs he recorded with the revolution um, before they disbanded. Um, So this one is a little more sort of like spiritual and religious, but it has one of my favorite lines of all time. In case you were ever wondering what the sexiest chord of all time is, minor G. I know Pooja is a big fan of this next song. It's D'Angelo's Really Love. Oh, yeah. Incredible song. This very smooth, sort of funky R&B jam. And the chorus is, I'm in really love with you. that song what makes it so special is because it feels so casually intimate it's something that isn't overwrought or overthought but it sounds like you were just like cooking dinner making coffee taking a walk like changing the sheets and that's what love is and that's how he expresses it like it's that casual and also now that you said that it, it it's almost like a slip of the tongue mm-hmm. 
Like you wanted to say, I'm really in love with you, but you instead you say, I'm in really love with you. And you're mm-hmm. like, what? I mean, I'm really, oh no, I'm in really <laughs> love with you. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I, I, the song's genius. I think it's one of my favorite songs ever. It's, it's yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, Natalie Cole's Inseparable, that's a classic. Natalie Cole, one of the greatest voices. Um, this is from her debut album. It was a big hit. is one of those uh feelings that you feel like right away it's like this this is we're here it's we're doing this forever and then my last suggestion is out of the american songbook it's a song called bewitched bothered and bewildered there's a couple famous versions of this song probably most famously done by ella fitzgerald but i would definitely check out sinead o'connor's version it's from 1992 and i think you can get a feel for uh, Sinead's sort of jazzy, cafe, smoky, cabaret voice, in addition to her extremely powerful art pop voice. Wild again. Beguiled again. A simpering, whimpering child again. Bewitched, bothered. It's it's uh yeah it's it's very tongue twisty and curvy and dizzy, and I think that will mirror the moment that you find yourself in, Samantha. Oh man, this is such an emotional subject matter. <laughs> so I think like the songs that I gravitate towards when I'm in this state of life, like living, is I don't know. It's like everything kind of feels like it's undulating or like everything is like breathing you're like in tune with everything I don't know it's hard to describe of course everyone has try like spent the entire history of art trying to describe what this feels like <laughs> but um stay with me by spiritualized is one that comes to mind off of ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space it has this warmth to it it kind of reminds me of laying at night with someone and just like having the quiet being able to like be in a still space with someone and have that feel like you're on like the most insane drug in the world is like, mm-hmm. that's love to me. <laughs> like, that's like a very pure feeling. Um, and to me, this, this song like feels like that. Songs Ohio being in love from their record, The Lioness, has that same feeling to me. It sounds a lot more sad, but I think that there's a beauty in that song. You know, the, the lyric in the beginning is like, being in love means you're completely broken. But then he goes on to describe how the act of being in love is like the act of being put back together. Yeah, we are proof that the heart is a So I think that's like a both sad and gorgeous sentiment. A more kind of butterfly, happy end of the spectrum would be Perfume Genius's No Shape, which I mean, that whole album is just like 
bounding through green grassy knolls <laughs> and like you have butterfly wings attached to your body and I don't know the whole thing is just like completely over the top and um I think the song Reef is a perfect example of yeah like Jeremy said earlier when you like feel like you're just gonna burst into like running at any given moment for no reason And then Just Like Love is another song off that record that has that kind of breathing, undulating, warm feeling to it. I mean, I feel like it's not exactly on prompt, but Slip Away is just this like iconic love song. Mm -hmm. They'll never break the shape we take. Like that line alone just feels like you and I are singularly this shape and it can never be broken. When the beat drops on that, it's just like an explosion of sunlight and like blood from the heart. It's pretty incredible. Ugh, guys, I'm getting like all all hot and bothered by the idea of love. Me too. I tend to find, you know, a lot of the best love songs are older, but I also... I think about, honestly, like the music that I grew up with and like hearing my parents have romantic moments, if that makes sense, or like seeing my parents be really comfortable and happy around each other. And Rest in Peace, Bill Withers' Lovely Day is a song that I think of when I think about music that informed how I think about love. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely day. That and then the other marker of it, which kind of mirrors the re- really love thing that you were talking about, um, Jeremy, is Luther Vandross's Never Too Much. It's very like 1,000 kisses from you is never enough. Like 1 million days in your arm <laughs> is never enough. It's like the cheesy head over heels, like throw myself off a waterfall kind of lyricism. You could just put on Luther Vandross and yeah. you'd be good. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Forget, forget about the rest. Just put on some <laughs> Luther. So I have one other song, which really embodies more of a feeling, I think. Um, it's a song by the Brazilian artist Caetano Veloso called Baby and sung by Gal Costa. Uh, but that's wow, the version yes. that I'm thinking of. Do you guys know it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Iconic, iconic song. It's Gal beautifully singing this kind of like just staggered images and like interspersing them with the word baby and you can really picture her and the person she's in love with having a lazy summer day walking down the street the song is in portuguese and the translation is like oh, we have to go get an ice cream at the cafeteria. And don't we live in the best city in South America? And so 
you're with her on this journey and the song kind of gently flows out and ends with baby i love you Dagger Through My Heart, just a perfect summer love song. Wow, that's a great pick. Yeah, I love tracks like that that also just talk about, I don't want to call them banalities because that sounds bad, but like just the simple, everyday, not fantastical aspects of everyday love, you know? Yeah. Like getting an ice cream. It's not that big of a deal, (laughs) but it's pretty nice. But that's what it is when you're in that moment when you're with someone, they can like do no wrong. It's like the buttons on your shirt are fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. They're all just slightly askew. It's just how do you do it? You know, it's it's those are the things. Those are the things. And that's what's great about that song. To everyone who called in, thank you so much. I will honestly say I feel like this has been like therapy for us as much as it has been a recommendation tool for you. And that is in part, thank you to Jeremy and Madison for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you need some music to soundtrack your life right now, give us a call at 917-524-7371. Leave us a voicemail and Pitchfork's music critics will try to recommend you something new. Again, that number is 917-524-7371. We'll take a listen and pick a few to feature on an upcoming episode. The Pitchfork Review is hosted by me, Pooja Patel. Special thanks to Madison Bloom and Jeremy Larson for coming on the show. You can follow Madison on Twitter at acasualfemale and Jeremy at Jeremy D. Larson. You can follow me at Sonari. You can follow Pitchfork on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pitchfork. This episode was produced by Caitlin Pierce and our executive producer, Alex Kappelman, with help from our assistant producer, Ben Montoya. It was edited by Todd Whitney. Our original music is by Andrew Eben of Basement Crafts. This episode was mixed and scored by Ben Montoya. Special thanks to Anna Gatza, Amy Phillips, and Julie Shen. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next week. You come to the New Yorker Radio Hour for conversations that go deeper with people you really want to hear from, whether it's Bruce Springsteen or Questlove or Olivia Rodrigo, Liz Cheney, or the godfather of artificial intelligence, Jeffrey Hinton, or some of my extraordinarily well-informed colleagues at The New Yorker. So join us every week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.